All right, we're recording. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. 80% sure? <laughs> or would you say 95% I'm gonna sure? I'm going to say 99.734% sure we're recording. All right, that's good enough for me. You're listening to Braving Bad Bosses with Jeff DeWolf and Todd Chandler, where we discuss how to survive a bad boss and not be one. All right, so Todd, um, imagine with me for a moment that you're preparing to go on a trek through some very treacherous mountainous terrain. All right, I'm with you so far. And there's a certain place on this trek that is very, very tricky, where Ooh. you know one one wrong step could result in certain death. Avalanche. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're getting ready to do this. You're you're so you hire a guide. You're working with the guide. He's talking to you about this. He says when you get to this spot, you got to make sure you go left, not right. Stay, you know, gives you all the instructions. You're excited about it, very nervous because you know what you're in store for. But then, so you begin your trek, and as you get right up to the point that you're you're preparing for that treacherous mountain pass, and you're nervous, and you turn around, and the guide is gone. You're on your own. Uh oh. So you're left to kind of remember what was told to you, and that's it. Uh, Not a very good situation, and that's no. kind of what I feel like when. We're dealing with a boss that disappears. The absent boss. Yeah. The, uh, you know, certainly as you're describing that situation, panic is immediately what I thought of. <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> how many situations are we dealt with in the workplace where we need that presence from the boss, we need some availability, we need some sort of assistance, and we can't find it, and it's instant panic. Yeah, no kidding. It's especially when there's high stakes. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And and I think when you're an employee, it, you can feel like there's high stakes on every you know every day that you show up to right. work. Right. So, how do you you know one of the things that I think is challenging is when does how do you, how do you start to establish a pattern here with the boss? Because there are certainly times when. Uh, schedules just conflict and you can't get a hold of who you need to get a hold of and having other availability. But when does it start to tip into a behavior that it's really starting to feel more and more like an absent boss? You know, I, I don't know if there's a percentage of the time that a boss should be in the office or, or when it, you know, I think it probably depends on the scenario and the season that you're going through and whether you're experienced or not. But uh, so maybe the tipping point is just different yeah. for, for all of us in, in there are some who are, uh, some of us who are very experienced who don't really feel like we need our boss there very often. Sure. There are other times when that's very unnerving. Well, you know, it's kind of fascinating because e each of us as followers have different needs from our boss. So, right. you know, and, and back to your mountain analogy, the, um, you know, there's some people that would feel, say, no problem. I got this. I remember it was left, not right. And I feel pretty confident. Or was it this. right, not left? Right. Or there are others that would freak out like yeah. me and be like, oh, I can't remember which one it was and start to second guess myself and then say, we're going to die out here. So how do you assess how much interaction, how much of that availability and assistance do you need from your boss on a regular basis? And then try to match that up appropriately because the boss may be delivering the same amount of that availability and assistance to everybody on the team, but it might feel like a gap for one person, but not a gap for another. Yeah, no, that's a really, that's a good, that's a really good question. I, I don't know if we can answer that for, for each individual, but um, you know, there's got to be some techniques that we can use to to do our jobs even when the boss is not there. Yep. Right? So, you know, we, we can't assume the boss is going to change the, their, his or her behavior, yeah. right? 
Um, sometimes they're super busy. I mean, like I think we've mentioned in, in previous podcast episodes, sometimes it's a t- it is a good boss who just has incredible demands sure. on on their time. Yep. And so they're not trying to be absent, but they're dealing with their own bad boss situation. Right. And so it's trickling down to us. Sure. So I wonder if there's, I mean, if there's, what, what can we do to, when we're dealing with a boss who's not very available, what can we do to manage that situation? Yeah. Well, I, to me, the, the it, it often comes back to um, tracking your own progress, tracking your own projects, tracking your own results. And I tend to think like an, an accountant or a lawyer in this situation on thinking about billable hours. Okay. Here's, here's the projects that I'm working on, and here's what I've done to be able to keep up to date on it. And if there's questions or feedback that I need from you, to be really clear mm-hmm. and upfront with that, uh, but also to just provide regular updates to the boss to say, here's what I'm working on, so that if a sucker punch... I mean, the worst part about the availability yeah. is... Uh, is a you're not getting the the re- the resources or the, yeah. the feedback that you need, but the worst part is you're doing your own job and you think you're doing a great job with it, and all of a sudden a sucker punch comes and there's this big gap in yeah, performance yeah. that you didn't know was there. Nobody nobody wants that, right? Right, and so yeah, I think you alluded to the fact that you know the anecdote, the antidote, <laughs> not to be confused with an anecdote, which I also like. But the antidote for the sucker punch often, right, is yeah. clear, concise communication to the boss yeah. um, that is documented, yeah. right? That yeah. you, like you said, you document where you spend your time, you document what you're doing so that you can answer those questions. Like, what the heck have you been doing while I've been right. gone for the last 10 days? Right, right. I, uh, sorry, I jumped back to the mountain pass with you there and I just gotten bit by a snake and then I Whoa. got rushed to the hospital and okay. I needed snake Wait. antidote. Ant- anti-venom no i needed the uh antidote and the person misunderstood and gave me an antidote did i say those correctly? an anecdote they anecdote. gave you an anecdote yeah you're you needed a snake the, anecdote you needed the antidote but you're dying and someone said hey i got a funny story sorry, for you yeah sorry I, I took it totally the wrong direction there on it. no man absolutely. stay with me here yeah, Todd. i'm trying to stay with you i did so i think that um making sure that we t- we're clear with the boss what we need from them, and when we're not getting the kind of feedback and the questions that we need to be specifically clear about it is another important thing for us to yeah, do. Yeah, so my favorite way not to do this, by the way, so the, here's my advice if you don't want the uh, f- you know feedback from your boss. Okay? Yep. Your boss is always gone. Now, sometimes it's they're always gone because there's other things going on. Sometimes they're always gone because they're just ridiculously busy yep. and too busy, yep. right? So here's how here's how to ensure that you fail. Okay. Um, pull up your email and write like a four paragraph narrative, <laughs> giving background and rationale and all of the other stuff. And in the middle of that paragraph, somewhere down in the third or fourth paragraph, put the question you want answered. Right. The really important clarification that maybe you're looking for. Put sure. that in there like that. Sure. And then continue on for a while. Put some. Hope you're having a great conference. Um, sincerely, <laughs> that doesn't work, does right. it? No, it doesn't at all. And I, and I think that uh, depending on the absent level from the boss, um, one of the things that has worked well for me in the past when I've been dealing with issues where my boss hasn't been as closely related to it, but I just want to check to make sure I'm on the right yeah, page yeah. with them is to essentially do the assumptive close with it. I'm planning to do uh, this yes. right. um, unless you've got any concerns or right. any issues with it. Please right. let me know, and I'll move right. forward by this point. Yep. So that it's an easy, 
you don't have to react to this Absolutely. if you don't want to, but I've made sure that you're updated. And Absolutely. I think writing is a, is a great friend in this because in the absent, you can't rely on the fact that we had this conversation. No, you got to do it in writing. And, you know, just to add to what you said, you know, very tactically, logistically, yeah. if it's in an email form, I will bold it and underline the part that <laughs> said, no, just really, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Bold it and underline or italicize the part that says, I am going to do this unless I hear from you. Right. Because that you have to do something to break through, right? And so right. I'm like all about bullet points. You know, I had a boss one time who was exact was a, it was my example of I can be verbal, right? I can I can be pretty I'm a I'm a pretty natural writer, so I can write three paragraphs in a, you know in a in a minute. And I had a boss who literally said, "Okay, when I get your emails, I I just I don't even have time to read them. Yeah, I know there's good stuff in there, but I just don't have time to read them." She said, can you just do bullet points? Yeah. And it was really powerful to me because I'm like, okay, so now I just start with, in the, in the subject, yeah. need your response to this yeah. or something. And then I get right to it. Hey, I'm going to do all, I need, I need your answer to this question. Um, thanks. And then if there's more I want to say, I put it down below somewhere, sure. like as rationale. Here's context. If you Absolutely. Need, if you want to if you understand more about around my decision or my recommendation. Read, read the rest of the email. Right. 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 But get right. it up front. Do a bullet point. Bold it. Italicize it. Do something like that. Yep. Yep. So yep. That's, that's just one of, the, one of the ways that you can deal with. Yeah. What, what, what's fascinating thinking about the absent boss, and just to kind of understand how big of an issue this is, <laughs> yeah. uh, did a little bit of research, and we'll put a link to this in the show notes, but it was fascinating that some research done by the Harvard Business Review where they found that eight out of nine top complaints came from leaders behaviors where the boss was absent um and hmm. so this is a pretty common feeling of feeling like people who are working for bosses aren't yeah. feeling like they're getting yeah. everything they need from their leader you know what you know why i think that is if you really think about it if if leadership is really about doing things for your people you know coaching feedback redirection prioritization all of the things we're probably going to be talking about right if those are the important things to employees, yeah. but you're never there to do them, right? Um, it makes sense that eight out of nine people would point to my boss is never here as a reason for dissatisfaction. Well, and one of the things I love about the analogy of the mountain pass is it's just the confidence, right? And so right, maybe we could right. figure it out. Maybe we could hobble through it. But that assistance and that availability of making sure that we have the confidence to follow through is, is important. Yeah. yeah, and how do you build that confidence in your people? So you're, let's say you are a very busy boss and you're absent a lot of the time. In, your, in the mountain pass example, right. what could the guide have done uh, if he knew he wasn't going to be there for the moment of truth? Oh, I hadn't even thought through this till you just asked yeah. that question. But I think one of the very first things is just, I'm not going to be here during that most important part. So, Prepare you for that. Right, right exactly. So you might want to pay more attention. Right. <laughs> so, so I think that's a key thing for bosses to think about is to discuss availability. Okay. Right. To be able to say, hey, I've got two busy weeks point. coming up and I'm, my... My contact with me is going to be very limited. If you could, make sure you bullet point this, or if you can give me a weekly summary, or if you need me, get right. a hold of me this way. Right. Um, but, um, you know, or, or understand you're just going to have to make some decisions on your yeah. own for this particular Yeah, part. I think, you know, what, what, where my mind goes to that, too, is, is the boss is probably needing to spend more time on the instruction piece and, and maybe have something like a leave behind. Like, okay, guys, I want, here's the deal. You need to write this down um, sure. or here, here's a, here's a little map. You know, yep. here's a map to the, the mountain pass that we're going to be encountering in case I'm not there. Sure. I want you to feel comfortable. So let's go over this. Make sure you take this and keep this with you. You're right. So right. That some of those preparation things, 
um, would be good to have. Well, and so, and even yeah. a, even a practice part of that. So, or you know, so you get to oh, this part, you're going to need to be able to do this. Let's just practice let's, this on let's a safer. That's area. right. Yeah. Let's practice this thing out. And so, if you have a boss that doesn't think ahead and do those things, what right. what do we need to do as as employees when we are anticipating the chance that the boss may not be there? I love this notion of thinking as a boss. How do I think better about? the availability that I'm providing my team. And when I can look over the horizon and say, there's going to be limited availability during this time or just blatant absence, um, how do I better prepare my team to not feel my absence near as much? Right. And so if you, if your boss though, doesn't do that, yeah, I think you need to do that for them. Totally. Right. So, so in advance, go to them and say, um, Hey, when are you not going to be available? Boss, do you <laughs> no, like, Okay, so back to the mountain pass guy, right? So you hire this guy, and you're getting, starting to get the idea that maybe this person's not all that reliable. I need my money he back. He may not show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah first get, see if you can get your money back and get a new guy. If you can't, then you might say, hey, you know what? Um, I think I got this whole plan that we're, that we're about ready to embark on, but would it be possible to grab a map yeah. of some sort and maybe go over that with you so I have that in my hip pocket? Then maybe the, the guide would say, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I do have one right here. Let's go over this. No, that's a fan- so. fantastic tactic is to not talk so much about the availability piece of it, but to be able to say, all right, here's the project that's coming up, and to reduce the number right. of times I have to get your input on right. decisions or recommendations. Right. Can we talk criteria up front? Can we talk through right. how this is, what's that going to look like on the back end? And then I also think it's helpful to have the conversation around when I've got questions, when I need decisions or input from you, what's the best way for me to provide that information to right. you in as an efficient manner as possible? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that that's sometimes they haven't thought about that. But, right. but if you ask them, they may they may say, you know what? Yeah, text messaging is really probably the best way to get a quick answer from me. Yeah. I love it when they tell us the best way to communicate. Well, and I love the fact that it's ownership on the team members part to to say there are things I can do to make sure I am more available and the other part of it is just make sure your interactions with your boss are enjoyable don't be causing friction in that because if you do then they're going to be resistant to spend time with you don't be prickly right don't be prickly as much as possible when I was looking up some of that research one of the other things that was fascinating to me was seeing that being ignored by the boss can have a worse impact than being treated poorly Um, Hmm. and so (laughs) So, so, yeah. so if we just took bosses who were performing poorly and said, if you would just ignore your people, no, wait, that's the no, worst that's part. The of it. That's the opposite. Of it. That's not going to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, if we took people who were ignoring them and said, if you would just treat them poorly, you're better off. Right. So bad <laughs> treatment's better than no treatment, I guess, is what we're, we're saying. Right. I don't know. You know, it'd be nice not to have either one of those, but no, I, I totally right. get you it. and your high standards. No, I totally get. I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. Um, there's one thing I wanted to I wanted to add um, that I thought was interesting from something I read, which was. Th- th- this that when you know when in doubt do your job yeah um i thought that was pretty powerful it made me think about you know when you start to get into some muddy waters and your boss isn't around um there's a temptation sometimes to do the boss's job right um and your job right and and so it's like okay somebody's got to do it so somebody's got to do it so you know the worst case scenario is is you're you're in this unclear situation the boss is nowhere around you're sort of leaving your lane to deal with other things on the team or in the in the organization um, and you leave your job undone yeah and so the boss comes back and says hey listen i had i thought i was clear this this is your main job and you right. didn't do it oh right. well i was pulled in all these different directions so the advice is you know when in doubt do your job not your boss's job yeah so that just led me to say okay well that that 
that means we have to be really clear what our job is. And the yeah. only way we can be clear about what our job technically is or what our boss thinks our job is is yeah. to ask. Yeah. Okay, boss, while you're gone, what are the two or three most important things you want me to deliver? Yeah. If you can get them to just kind of narrow that down for you a little yeah. bit, yeah. that's going to that's gonna help make sure that you've done your job instead of getting pulled into the, the mud. Well, and I think, you know, one of the things to add to that is to do your job first. Um, and sure, and, and yeah. it always makes me Good think point. of the, the airline mask dropping down, put your ah, mask yes. on first Yourself before, you, before, before assisting you. your husbands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, and uh, sounds like you remembered a Southwest little too vividly. Airlines, yeah, I know. Yeah. The, it was uh, offensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, uh, but I think there's truth to that on making sure you get your job done before you start taking the initiative to try to do gaps you see somewhere else. That's right. And, yeah. But if you don't know what your job is, yeah, no, because start with that. Yep. I think that's going to get into our next episode about yeah. unclear priorities. But if you don't know what the boss expects, make sure you clarify. So there's no surprises when hey, it gets back. Hey, I got a quick question for you. Okay. You know, the, the management by walking around was such the fad when you yeah. and I were yeah. first getting into management positions. It, in today's world where there's more telecommuting, there's more remote working, is it getting to be more of a problem, you think, with absent bosses or about the same as it's always been? You know, I think, I think, it's, I think it's getting worse. Yeah. I think it's getting worse. It, it, I, I think so because it's easier to disconnect from that and not see the person face to face. I think there's a great value yeah. in the old water cooler talk and the face to face conversation. And so when you don't have that on a regular basis, how do you? Oh, there's Hell's Bells. Oh, so it, let me finish up this thought real quick go and ahead. then we'll go into wrapping this up. But I think the fact that we really need to make those connections as regularly yeah. as we can and not just when we need something. Right, um, right, right. And so that works both as the leader and as the team member to really be able to say how do i reach out just once in a while to make sure that connection is still strong yeah yeah and i know i know we have to wrap up um but it that triggered an, a thought which is sometimes an absent boss is not just because the boss is absent it's because you're absent yeah you know because of the the work from home and the remote workforces we've got you know i think we're dealing with this on a more acute level and and so Obviously, there's there's ways for the boss to stay engaged, even if you all work from home and your home offices, right? There's lots of tools to do that. Yeah. So you still can be available. So you, you're still dealing with bosses who make themselves unavailable, even those situations. Okay, wrapping up. What do you think is the key uh, point for someone dealing with an absent boss? I think there's a lot of key points. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, the thing that's, that's resonating with me is is clarity of communication yeah. and and finding a way to, to, like you said, sort of put it out there. This is what I'm working on. Please redirect me yeah. if, if it's wrong. Yeah. I, I, I think that preemptive part was the biggest light bulb moment for me about really thinking, and both parts, both the leader and the uh, uh, team member portion of that. But I guess, and we didn't really talk much about this, but I just have to throw in, don't complain in these situations, but do inquire. Try to, you know, open up that dialogue mm -hmm. with the conversation with the, the boss and make sure you have that open dialogue and ask the right questions. That's always much more productive than complaining about the fact you can't ever yeah. get a hold of your boss or see him. Yeah, right. You're, you probably don't want to start with, you're never around. <laughs> and so I'm really upset, yeah. <clears throat> you know, even if that's the truth. Yeah. I, I just want to say thanks for being present for being available and being so much assistance during this conversation, Jeff. Well, you know, it is sort of my job to do that <laughs> um, since I'm part of your podcast together right. with yeah. me yeah. Yeah. and you. Yeah. 
But I, I appreciate that you were present <laughs> as well because it would that, be really boring. That feels a little like, yeah, you look nice today. Oh, yeah, yeah, you look nice too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, yeah. No, so that's great. So I'm excited. I'm excited for our next episode. Um, if you have an absent boss, hang in there. Um, you know, do, take, take, take to heart some of these ideas. Um, be proactive. Take control. And, uh, and you can survive the situation. Thanks, Jeff. All right, Todd.